Wasn't that song Amazing Grace? Right here. Because that's what God is, is grace. He is grace, grace, and more grace. If you've got a problem, take it to him. He's the doctor. If you've got a problem with the sins, take it to him. He can heal you. If you've got financial problems, take it to him. He's a financial officer. I love my Lord. Probably going to have a problem today. Could probably have any other song but that one. But since song is kind of what I'm going to be talking about this morning is grace. And you say, why? Why do I want to talk about grace? Why would you want to talk about the grace, grace of God? It's amazing, isn't it? That's where the song comes from. I, people usually come up with the things when they're not getting their prayers answered by the Lord, like, I've been praying, reading my Bible, going to church and paying my tithes. I've been doing everything the Bible says to do. What they don't realize is this, when they do that, they just told me why they don't receive. Doing those things is called working for the Lord. It's trying to like uh, going to your dad and saying, Dad, can I go do the lawn, cut the grass for you, and you give me a reward just for doing that. Grace is something that comes freely. Grace happened 2,000 years ago on the cross when Jesus hung on the cross and gave his life for our sins. That was the grace that's available today. The same love, the same intensity. You don't have to do things to earn that grace. It's already there. You don't have to pay your tithes to get on the good side of the Lord. You pay your tithes because you love the Lord. Right? And if you love the Lord, why do you love Him? Because of faith. Faith is believing, right, in things you have not seen yet. Those things you have not seen is the things that God is willing to do for you through grace. And He's already given us the prize for grace, and that's Jesus Christ, his son. He said he sent him into the world to save the world, not to condemn it. Well, if he did that, are we not part of that? So that says to me, I can't work my way into heaven. Cannot do it. People think that performances should earn them something from God. This is a misunderstanding of one, two things, of the balance of grace and faith and their relationship with each other. If I have grace through Christ, how do I attain that? Through faith. I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord, my Savior. 
He's going to raise me from the dead if I go by the way of the graveyard. He's going to raise that empty body up and give me a new one. He's going to say, we need, don't, can't use that thing in heaven, but I got one that you can use in heaven. This just like mine. It is sinless. So when you walk into the pearly gates, he says, welcome home. How did you get there? Through faith. Faith in Jesus. You can't work it. I noticed the, the guys here working. They're working to help you. They're not working on working with God to get favor with him. He's doing a good thing, or they're doing a good thing for you. So use them. They just asked you to. And that builds their faith in you and in God and in the kingdom. Our faith in God. Our faith in grace. God is grace. The word grace means what? Unmerited, unserved favor. Therefore, grace has nothing to do with you earning anything from God. You cannot earn anything there. I mean, it's just, it's there for your taking. And how do you take it? Through faith. You pray for healing just to say, Lord, heal that person. No, you use your faith, just like the Roman soldier did. He said, Jesus, just say the words. I know your authority. We know God's authority. We know Jesus Christ, our Savior's authority, right? And when he said, your son be healed, the man turned around and went back, and the servants met him on the way back and said, your son's healed. Why? It wasn't earned of him. It was because of his faith. So the two work together. You balance them in your life. You already know what the Lord can do. He's already died on the cross for you. He can't do it a second time. And nobody can. He was the supreme sacrifice on that cross. He was raised from the dead. We talked about that in Sunday school this morning. Some ladies went down to the tomb to kind of put some uh, anointment of oils and spices on him, and he was gone. When you read about Jesus in the four Gospels, he speaks about what's going to happen, does he not? He's going to the cross. He's going to be resurrected after three days. But where were their faith? Well, we see it when they keep searching for him. They have not quite attained their faith in Jesus Christ. I think when he left the earth that day and the 12 disciples and the others standing around watching him leave, I think that's when the, it changed. And to verify that, he said, go into Jerusalem and wait until the Holy Spirit falls upon you. With the Holy Spirit in us, then it awakens our faith in the one that came, Jesus Christ. So between the grace of the cross and faith that the Holy Spirit brings, you can live an awesome life here. When someone is sick, you pray for them with faith. You can't buy it. You can't say, well, I haven't been paying my tithes, haven't been going to church, haven't been reading the Bible. Lord, I'm going to start doing all those things if. There's no if. 
He's already, what difference does it make? Your faith lays in Jesus Christ. That's the grace we're looking for to do the healing. So if we just step into his presence and say, Lord, I'm here. I believe that you are the resurrection. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe you have an answer for me. I'm going to believe you with all the faith that I have. And the more times you exercise that faith, the stronger that faith becomes. You recognize the authority for seeking out the Lord Jesus Christ through grace. Another way of saying this is grace is God's part, which he has provided correctly. He has provided his son, Jesus Christ, as the sacrifice for our sin. So the penalty for sin is paid. He can't pay it again. So that's God's part in our relationship to him. And then faith is defined as a positive response Positive response to God's grace. That's the faith. Our faith only appropriates what God has already provided for you. Therefore, faith is your part. God knows what he can do. He knows that he can raise the dead, heal the sick, fix your finances, and all the other problems that we have in this life here. And you can thank our parents, Adam and Eve, for that. But the thing being is, exercise God's grace. God's got so much grace, he just just wants to give it all to you. But he can't do that if you don't have faith in him. They They have to be balanced. They have to be working together. It says, for it is by grace you have been saved through what? Faith. It didn't say baptism or anything. It says through faith. Baptism is an outward appearance of you accepting Jesus Christ into your life. And you're making a partner with him. He's providing the grace. He's providing the good things. He's providing the healing and all the other help that you need. And you're providing faith that he will do it. If you don't have the faith, guess where you're at? You're not getting it done. Because he can't force his grace on you. You have to serve that grace by your faith. It says, it is a gift of God. It is not from ourselves. It's not by work so that we might boast about it. You know, you hear, well, I worked up to church for 48 hours this week. I sure am tired. I don't know. I don't think I'll go Sunday. I've already been up there. You can't work your way into it. Working for God is an awesome thing, but you're working for Him. If you're going to help a widow with her car, change the oil for her or something like that, that's something that the Holy Spirit leads you to do. And the grace of God made it possible. It's like Paul said one time, replied to Jesus when he had prayed to God for some relief from the thorn in his side. He said, but he said to me, Jesus said to Paul, my grace is sufficient. It's sufficient. It's not overextended. 
It's just sufficient. You know, it's like your dad give you a dollar, and he says, that's enough for you to go to store on, right? His grace is sufficient for whatever needs you have, provided you're exercising your faith to get it done. I know a guy sitting here this morning that was sick a long time ago. He's still around pestering people because he's lived in faith. The people praying for him, for him lived in faith. So faith works with grace. They become partners. You keep them balanced. You know, the Lord's got, I've got to give you this, I've got to give you this. And you say, well, let me work up the faith for it. No, just believe in your heart that he's going to do it. Now, don't check your watch to see what day he's going to do it on because he doesn't wear a Rolex so he can tell you. He says, my time. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my greatness. No, about my weakness. So that Christ's power may rest on me. Now, if I'm boasting because I've become something... He's going to probably say, well, since you think you did it yourself, go do it. And I'll be waiting here when you find out that you can't. You know, that's like preacher boy called to preach. Gets up and starts. He said, no. Hey, Dad, who was that you was talking about last Sunday? Oh, yeah, God. Uh, he's going to let you fail in it, right? to show you that you cannot work in the glory of God without depending upon the Master. Because He is the Master of your life. Whether you want to believe that or not, everyone, unless the good Lord comes and the rapture takes place, is going to go by the way of the grave. Does anyone in here know the day you're going? No, but God does. God knows when you're going to say bye. If, he's, if He hasn't come now, if He's come, then... You're gonna, everybody's going to get to go, you know. That's what I used to say over at Crossroads when I worked upstairs as an elder for Pastor Dan. I'm a little bit closer to heaven, so guys, grab a hold of my feet. I'm going to be leaving before you do. I kind of liked it working up there. It says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. That's what we've been talking about, right? To find grace, to find God, to find Jesus, to help us in our time of need. This is our part, showing faith in God when all other things we do doesn't work. You know, when we're having financial difficulties, we, we, we constantly... Now, I've got to get the mortgage paid, but how am I going to do it? And I got laid off last week. Uh, the economy is bad, uh, so how am I going to do this now? Now, see, I've got three kids and hocked one of them. I had to take care of one month. <laughs> and uh, maybe get the wife to go clean some houses. That might take care of a month. And uh, I might ask the people at church Sunday to pray for me. Uh, I might. But that's kind of embarrassing, so I may not do that either, you know. Hey, your relationship with God determines what you do. If you are a Christian, you are a believer, if you have a problem, who do you go to? You don't go to the Ghostbusters, that's for sure. <laughs> right? 
I mean, you go to our Father in heaven. He's, he's waiting there. Jesus, African, uh, for talking to the Lord for He's our lawyer up there. He says, Lord, uh, he's going to get here. Wait a minute. I think, uh, no, he didn't make up his mind about it Sunday. Uh, he's going to have to suffer another week, undoubtedly. When you have something that you need and you don't know where to go, go to your closet. Say, Lord, I may not have done things right in the last couple of months, but I know who you are. And I, and I think I've, you know, I'm not perfect. I probably did the best I could without any additional guidance. You know, that's what the Holy Spirit's for is additional guidance. So you exercise the Holy Spirit in your soul and, and you find that closet and you just have a good talk with the Lord. Now, remember one thing. After you have a talk with the Lord, don't do the Lord like you did your dad. Turn around and walk away. Stay and see what he's got to say to you. Just hang in there. He's going to talk to you about it. If you're going to put your faith in him, he's not going to turn you down. He may not do it tomorrow morning, but you don't know about the next morning. Because he could, you know, I've seen things happen that, that scares me. Because, you know, you've kind of, in your mind, your weak mind, you don't use very much of sometimes. You get to the point that says, well, maybe he didn't hear me. Maybe next time I'll talk a little louder. But I've got to find a solution to it. Well, how many days has it been? Oh, my goodness, it's only been two days, you know. Uh, I don't know why he hasn't answered my prayer. Uh, maybe it's because I didn't pay my tithes. Uh, maybe I'd borrow some money and go pay them. No, it's because you're putting your faith in these other things to move God. The only thing that moves God is faith. Remember the lady in the crowd? She says, been sick 13 years. She says, can I? Well, let's see. I see, I've been to the doctors. They've given up hope. Uh, here Jesus is coming. Nah crowd's going to be around him, so not much chance of getting to do anything like put mud in my eyes or heal my wrinkled hand or leprosy like you did those other folks. How about, uh, I don't know. I think more she thought about it, more her faith grew in knowing what Jesus had done for others was to, if I can only touch, not grab, but touch the hem of his garment. You know, the prayer cloth that he wears around his neck. If I can only touch that, I think I'll be healed. I think. Well, that's what we do sometimes. We thank ourselves out of healing. Is I know he can heal me. She works her way through the crowd. Big crowd of people there. She reaches in. <clears throat> touches again. The hem of the garment. Not his hands, nothing, the hem of a garment. And she's healed, and he knows that the power, the power of grace flowed out of him into her, and she was healed. And then he says, he knew who touched him, but he wanted to see the reaction from the disciples. You know, there's always kind of two steps behind. But he says, who touched me? Oh, good Lord, Lord Jesus, look around you, man, there's... 50, 60 po folks around you here. Some, we don't know who touched you. 
but he did. And that's the way it works. Touching him. Reach out, touch the grace that was on Calvary. Touch the grace that came out of the, the tomb building solid rock. Touch the grace that he has for each and every one of us. Regardless of what you've done, where you've been, what you did, or anything, God is grace. He's it's already paid for you. The price is paid. Exercise your part. Faith is your part. That belongs to you. He's already has the answer. He's already given the answers to others by faith. By faith. By faith. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive grace and find mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. That's, that's awesome. Isn't it? That's a beautiful verse. For all have sinned and, came and, and short of, fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified free, freely, freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. So, are justified freely by His grace. Isn't that, that's powerful words, isn't it? We're justified. Paul uses it about 27 times in the book of Romans. And other books too that he wrote about being just, you are justified by that grace to come into the presence of God and ask for what your faith will believe in. If it's healing, you're going to be healed. The guy by the pool, right? Remember the stirring of the water by the angel? But he was crippled, laying there. And I'm pretty sure it was a sight to behold when that angel approached the pool that he tried to crawl over there to it. And others who could walk went over and jumped in the pool, got healed, because that was the purpose of the angel stirring the water, the healing power of grace. And what did Jesus say to him? Ah, stand up, take your bed, go. Just simple words. If you're looking for a four-hour sermon, you missed it because it doesn't take it. All it says is pick up your bed and walk. And then the smart religious people want to know, who told you to do that on a day that you're not supposed to be healing people? I don't know. Some guy came by and said, you want to walk? And I said, yeah. So he said, get up and walk. And he did. Did he not? I mean, that's what the word says, maybe in a summary there. But God just works that way. He, I think we make a job out of serving him. I really do. I think we really work really hard to please him when he's already been pleased. When the Father said, Jesus, had a meeting of the Lord there, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and God, and says, well, let's see, Malachi is over with. 400 years between Malachi and Matthew. Well, I think it's time to make your presence known. Well, according to the Jewish people, they expect him to come riding in on a big white horse. Well, he had to evade the Egyptians, or the, not Egyptians, but old King Hera. He said, go out and kill all the boys that's over two years old. 
And uh, maybe I'll get the king of the Jews in that. So they had a plan for Christ to come, and that plan was the cross. And then at the end of his three years of teaching the disciples, that's about as hard-headed as some elders and deacons sometimes, but he said, you know, I'm going to go to heaven. And uh, they said, well, you're talking about setting up a kingdom. We thought it was going to be here. No, it's, it's in heaven. Then he said in the garden, he said, pray with me. Because he's going to be facing his death. He's going to be betrayed by somebody he trusted for three years. That sold him out for 30 pieces of silver. So the disciples, I don't know if they prayed or not. He came back and found them asleep. If they did, it wasn't for very long. And... uh so he went back three times and prayed. Prayed so hard that the drops on his forehead was blood. That's pretty hard praying, isn't it? I would say if we prayed just to get the sweat up, we'd be spending some time on our knees. But my Jesus, he sweated blood. I'm not sure that, that he wanted to do what the Father had asked him to do. Because he knew that it wasn't the dying part. It wasn't the blood that he was going to shed through being abused by a cat of nine tails and stripping the hide and cutting gashes into his body. If it had been a mortal man, he'd probably died after 10 and surely after 30. It wasn't that that he was so concerned about because he knew who he was. And, but, you know, I think it was the fact that it had an ending that turned the face of God away from his son. When he died for sins yet committed by people. Sins, our sins... And I'm sure that the anguish of that sins being placed upon him was more than he could bear. And I think through prayer and the sweating of blood, he realized that. Yet the three times he checked on his heifers, they were taking a snooze. It's about like a preacher preaching to the congregation and you can see the people snoozing. That's kind of the way he felt when... He was portrayed for 30 pieces of silver. Would you portray your Savior for 30 pieces of silver? He went to the cross for you and for me. And it is up to us through our faith in Jesus Christ to make a commitment either to Him or to ourselves. Because he is the grace and we are the faith. Grace is what God does and faith is what we do. 
I didn't get to all of it this morning because of amazing grace. But I asked you this morning to search your life and say, if I died today, would I see my Jesus? Would you see the one that went to the cross for you, that shed the blood in the garden and shed the blood on the cross for our sins? I believe that you being in the house of prayer this morning is a first step. If you're here today and say, you know, I'm thinking about giving myself to God. Today is the time to do it. Sometimes we don't realize when life ends. At 10 minutes to 9, on September 3rd, after four short breaths, my honey went to heaven. She did not know that it was her day or her time. But she went because he called her. Do you want to wait without Jesus Christ to call you before you go? Or do you want to have a relationship and enjoy the grace that God has to offer you before you go, through faith, your faith is what he says, for it is by grace you have been saved. Through faith, it is not from yourself, it is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast that I went to heaven without surrendering to Jesus Christ, because he says, I am the way. If the, some singers would come and sing a good song, we will open the altars. If the elders would and the prayer team would uh, come, make themselves available. If you want reassuring yourself today that you got a balanced life with Jesus Christ between the grace and the faith, I would recommend that you come and visit with the elders this morning. Let them pray with you. If it's nothing more than to strengthen yourself, in God's presence, to say, Lord, I don't always depend upon you, and I know I probably should, and you do favor and get favors from God. God awards favors. There's no doubt about it. There's people in this audience this morning that's been awarded with favors, favors of healing, because they trusted God. Trust is equal to a faith. I just would hate to see or hate to hold on to someone that passed away without knowing Jesus Christ. I think it would be a, a, a terrible thing to leave this life to go into eternity without knowing Jesus. I used to go to the hospitals a lot and see sick people. And, and I kind of got concerned about myself one time. About every time I went and visited with them, I'd ask them if they wanted to go home. They said, yes. I said, well, the one you live in or the one that's up there? They said, the one that's up there. On two of the ladies, I didn't get out of the building hardly before they were gone. And I worried about, it. well, it was, it was something the way I prayed. I said, no, it's not. That's God's business. Life is His business. 
He's the one with grace. I'm the one with faith. I know he's going to heal. If you're not healed when you pass away, I don't know what healing is. It makes you whole again. Like giving your life to God and Jesus Christ makes you whole again. It takes the doubt out of your life. So this morning, if you would stand, please. Guys, sing a good one. Amazing grace, how sweet Don't let another day go by if you're not correct with the Lord. You know, He's very patient. That's where the grace comes from, right? He's just, uh, He's an awesome God. Very patient God. If you've got kin folks, kids, uncles, aunts, outlaws, in-laws that needs a touch of God, today would be a good day to come and ask someone to pray with you for, for that person. The captain of the guard came to Jesus and asked him for healing, and his son was healed before he went home. God can do anything. He's God. He created where we're at today, the whole universe, by speaking a word. He can heal your body. He can heal your financial problems. Just turn it over to Him this morning. Savior has ransomed.